0: Hey everybody! Welcome back. It is another edition of Bowl Predictions. That is Greg Smith. That is Steve Mark, and that is Jeff Ekstrom. And I'm Zach Carpenter. We're here again to to preview another Nebraska home game in a non-conference setting as the Huskers welcome Georgia Southern into Memorial Stadium for a 6:30 p.m. kickoff time on Saturday. Nebraska is looking for a win streak for the first time since last September when they beat Fordham and. Buffalo in back-to-back weeks. Uh, Greg, that just feels like it's a, little, uh, it's a little crazy to say that they haven't had a win streak in a year, and that two-game win streak would still qualify as, uh, as noteworthy.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely wild that that is something that we have to note. But that's where we kind of are with the program at this point, unfortunately. And that's even before you get to, you know, they've yet to win three games in a row under Scott Frost, which is one of my like favorite bad stats that is happening. It kind of tells the story about what is going on with the program right now. So, yeah, it, it, more wins and stacked wins are definitely needed. It's among the among all of the
0: um, crazy Scott Frost stats or of the of the Frost era that have gone on, Steve, what's your favorite uh, Scott Frost crazy stat if you have one?
2: Yeah, not off the top of my head. Um, I mean, yeah, just no back to back big ten wins. I think that's that's a thing um that he has yet to accomplish in um in his fifth year. So maybe that changed this uh, changes this year, but uh, that's obviously in the future and might not want to look ahead too far with that. but yeah, we'll see.
0: yeah man, Jeff, uh, want to bring you in here too. um in the You're in the regular rotation for football, but you're also our volleyball writer. And just real quick, wanted you to uh, have a quick minute or so to um, talk about that game last night. Jeff was at the Nebraska Creighton game that set an NCAA record for the uh, most fans in attendance for a regular season college volleyball game. I mean, I think me and Jeff were in the same boat, like expected them to break it, but they like they shattered that record.
3: Yeah, beforehand, uh, the Creighton SID was walking around and mentioning that they were expecting around 15,000, but they got nearly 800 more people that way. So uh, it really was an awesome night, a great showcase of volleyball, and it lived up to the hype. Nebraska looked like it was going to cruise to sweep, but give Creighton credit where credit is due with their defense. They limited Whitney Lonstein, who had 25 kills on the night um in those later sets but uh it was the veteran leaders in those really good we talk about how talent equals success well the person who stepped up lindsey krausey the number one overall recruit in her class she came through maybe she was number two i'll have to look at but she was top two recruit and she came up clutch helped oscars win in five sets and what just what a night of all it, it was amazing
0: yeah and speaking of credit where it's due gotta give jeff credit uh, for in his preview on Wednesday morning before the game uh, he predicted that the match the match was uh, billed as the the biggest um, spectacle uh, expected to be the biggest event in um, the regular season for the sport and that he expected it to live up to the height in a five-set thriller where Nebraska would barely come out on top and that is both things are exactly what happened so credit to Jeff there um but speaking of, uh, or uh, speaking of what Jeff was just saying, I noticed he said the phrase that way, which I always find funny because that's Mark Whipple's version of my um when I'm like trying to uh, come through with a filler sentence. He always says that way, and I'm like, well, I I I feel that because I'm I say um like in an inordinate amount of times. So maybe that's a perfect sw- segue into our first round of bull predictions. Greg, is there a Is a bold prediction centered around the offense for you and Mark Whipple, or are you going
1: a different route? I'm actually going to go defense uh, for my first bold prediction, Uh, and I'm going to say that Nebraska gives up more than 350 passing yards, but... holds Georgia Southern to less than 24 or less points. Um, I think that Georgia Southern is going to be able to throw the ball around the yard. I think they're going to play with pace and tempo um, and really stress Nebraska's pass defense in a couple of ways that they maybe haven't been tested so far yet this season, um, which will also in turn test the pass rush of Nebraska, which we saw kind of step up in that second half against North Dakota and start to have some disruptive plays, but they were pretty missing um, from that um, Northwestern game. And so I think that Georgia Southern will have um, an opportunity to move the football but as has happened with Nebraska's defense plenty of time um during the kind of Eric Schneider Scott Frost iteration of this defense I think that they'll play well within the red zone or once they get to about the 30 and kind of limit them to more field goals and touchdowns so I don't think the points will be super high but I do think the Georgia Southern piles up yards
0: yeah and I think the one caveat to that Steve is the the weather that's expected to be playing a factor potentially I think it could be raining um around kickoff time and uh, it's supposed to rain throughout Saturday so we could see wet field wet field wet ball is that uh is that affecting your bowl prediction uh here in the first round
2: yeah I uh was thinking about that because yeah there is rain expected in the area um during the during the football game but you know we'll see there's there's always a lot of different opinions on you know depending on who you ask whether you know, does a does a wet game really kind of affect uh, uh, an offense if you want to throw the ball a lot? Some coaches say yes. Some coaches say no. Like it doesn't like it doesn't matter. Uh, so I, yeah, I will be interested to see what Brian Ellis calls offensive coordinator for Georgia Southern. Uh, if you watch the game against Morgan State, an FCS program that Georgia Southern beat 59 to seven, uh, they threw the ball 46 times, almost 50 times, with Kyle Van the transfer quarterback from Buffalo. A lot of those passes were just extensions of the run game and the receiver screen uh, uh, receiver screens. So originally, before I knew about the rain, I thought that was going to be, you know, the game the game plan against Nebraska. And, and that would lead me to um, think for my one bold, bold prediction that Nebraska's nickel Isaac Gifford is going to have a career high 10 tackles. And i picked isaac gifford because he's that overhang defender in nebraska's nickel package he's right in the middle of the slot receiver and the offensive line and he's going to have if if my prediction does come true that there's going to be a lot of receiver screens he's going to be taking on a lot of blocks and he's going to be he's going to have the opportunity to make a lot of tackles in space and he's coming off a career high eight tackles last week against north dakota And so, you know, if if Brian Ellis, the offensive coordinator, does end up throwing a lot of screens out there, receiver screens at Nebraska's defense, I think Isaac Gifford is going to have a a big day. I I trust that he's able to take on blocks from from a receiving crew that's going to be a lot smaller and less physical, in my opinion, than Isaac Gifford is. So I think he's going to take on some blocks, shed some blocks and get some tackles. Career high 10 for my bold prediction.
0: Yeah, I think Gifford's been. Um, highlighted as one of the top defensive performers through the first two weeks of the season. I know he graded out, out fairly well against North Dakota at, after, like you said, you mentioned a career-high eight tackles. So should potentially see some opportunities for him. Jeff, are you going defense as well? Are we getting a theme going like we did last week where we all talked about how much of an offense explo- offensive explosion was going to be?
3: <laughs> well, we I'll actually go... <laughs> I'll actually go on the offensive side. Um I think with the rain, I'm a big fan of F1 and when it rains, they say it's the it's the equalizer. Um, and I don't think it's to that extent with football, but I think it does bring a certain dynamic that you won't see in other games during the season when it's dry on the field. And I think it's going to shift more towards the running game. Um, and I think for Nebraska and considering Anthony Grant and the explosions he's had through the first couple of games, I think he keeps that going. And I say he gets 150 yards plus, um, two touchdowns um, for Nebraska offense. I think he's going to run through. I think they're going to lean on him heavy, especially early in the game, if it's going to be raining near kickoff. Um, so I see Anthony Grant having another big game.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to be surprised with the weather factoring in and with, um, Nebraska showing life in that run game last week, if we wind up seeing it be more of a ground game than, than I originally anticipated. And we probably all may have originally anticipated, but still that, that my initial gut feeling is, that Georgia Southern still going to rely on that passing attack, and um, for my bold prediction, I'm uh, I'm predicting Garrett Nelson and Oshawn Mathis to combine for three sacks. Now I had four originally until sort of a last minute change of heart as we're talking this through and um, looking at the forecast and um, putting into consideration a lot of the things that Steve wrote about in his game preview of uh, maybe the the new offense led by Brian Ellis that maybe they're going to try to. Uh, try to sort of mess with um the air shenaners defense a little bit with with different looks and um may, that probably means something in the screen game which is obviously the passing game still but maybe they look to hammer home uh the run game a little more after north dakota showed some life against against this nebraska defense but earlier in the week we met with Oshawn mathis at the press conference and he was kind of he was kind of champing at the bit see uh Teeth seething a little bit or salivating a little bit at the opportunity to do what he did in the Big 12 against those pass happy offenses where I had those um those opportunities for sacks and just the ability to tee off, they were there, I mean, all game long for most for the most part. So he he had his first career sack last week, or first sack as a husker last week and almost picked up his second on the next play. Garrett Nelson, I mean. Again, it was against an FCS foe. Like, I feel like we say that caveat a little too much, that that little qualifier. But still, after such a bad performance against uh, um, Northwestern, I think Garrett Nelson was one of the lowest rated uh, players on on the defense from, from a pro football focus standpoint when those grades came out. And then he was one of the two highest rated along with Oshan Mathis last week. They both graded out as um pff has a rating a rating system and if you're rated 90 to 100 you're qualified as elite level and uh garrett nelson finished with a 90.9 Oshawn mathis and 93.1 and i'm curious if that that strip sack that garrett nelson had that that big one in the third quarter i'm wondering if we look back on that I i think it has the potential to sort of be like all right that was the moment where he sort of came unlocked and Got his groove back. I mean, just the differences in between the post game press conference uh, uh, between Northwestern and North Dakota of Garrett Nelson obviously was a 180 degrees difference. And um, again, yeah, it was a win over North Dakota, but you can just sense like like this like relief coming off of Garrett Nelson, like this weight off his shoulders of like, all right, we got that first one. I got that first one, and maybe. That leads to some momentum for him and and this Nebraska defense. So, O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson combining for three sacks. Greg, number two, hit me with it.
1: So, I'm going to go with one that's a little odd on this one when you hear it at first, but maybe I know if you guys are following Nebraska football, you'll say, whoa, that'd be huge for them. I'm going to, my second bold prediction is that Nebraska returns a punt. 25 yards or more in this game. Now, I don't know off the top of my head, and I should have looked this up um, for a fact, uh, what their average is right now on punt returns. It can't be more than 10 yards. Um, If it is, I would be stunned. It just hasn't been very good. And part of that has been uh, Nebraska's reluctance to return those punts and try to make, you know, someone miss on that first move or take a little bit of a chance. And I don't know if that's what they're being coached into. But part of it is, is that the opponents, the first two have I've actually done a pretty good job of not kicking the ball in poor ways to allow for a return to set up. Um, but I think that we get something flipped today or today, Saturday. I feel like something will go ahead and change. Nebraska will have an opportunity to actually return one for my bonus, my extra credit. I'm gonna say it's Oliver Martin that returns a kick or for a punt for that long. I just have a I just have a gut feeling on this when Nebraska special teams make some sort of play on Saturday.
0: Yeah, looking at the stats in front of me so far, they don't have an official return because they've combined for uh, three fair or five fair catches across the first two games Um, Oliver Martin, Oliver Martin was back there for three of those so he will get those opportunities and.
1: And maybe he'll be out there more if it's raining, and he's the safe guy that goes out there to catch. The safe guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that and maybe he sees something, right? He gets a a twinkle in his eye, and he decides to take one upfield. Like, let's go, Oliver. Let's see it happen.
0: The twinkle in the vibe, the twinkle in the eye, vibe from Greg on his full prediction. I love it, Steve. What what do you got?
2: Yeah, so I'm going with uh, Georgia Southern's offense. Kyle Van Trees, the transfer quarterback from Buffalo. My bold prediction is he will throw two interceptions. Now, he threw one while playing while playing for the Bulls last year in Memorial Stadium, and he threw a pick six um, in last week's game against Morgan State. Now, it's not all on him. Sorry, Kyle, to mention this, but if you are watching, Kyle, I understand that the pick six wasn't all his fault. He got hit in the back, kind of a shaky uh, offensive line protection um, from Georgia Southern. He got hit in the back and the ball kind of fluttered and Morgan state picked that thing off and took it to the house. So um, he has some interception history um, in Lincoln and from last week. So um, yeah, I think he's going to throw two interceptions. Um, I I think Georgia Southern is going to be wanting to throw the football. Um, Hopefully it it doesn't rain as much and it kind of kills this prediction, but I think they'll throw the ball and and wanting to make up some ground in the second half and he's gonna take some chances, which he does. Um he's a six-year quarterback. He's smart, he's been here, done that, but he has taken some chances just like Casey Thompson does at, at Nebraska in Nebraska's passing game. But I think Kyle Van Treese, Georgia Southern's quarterback, will throw two interceptions.
0: Yeah, Kyle Van Treese, noted subscriber and avid watcher and listener <laughs> of all inside Nebraska podcasts and videos. I'm sure, I'm sure he's out there taking in the content and getting some bulletin board material from Steve Mark over here. Uh, What's your, what's your second one?
3: So I'm going to go attack a sore spot. That's been for, that's been for Scott Frost teams over the years. And that's the turnover battle with the rain and the heavy passing attack. A lot of weird things can happen. So I am going to say that Nebraska first wins the turnover battle and it kind of goes in line with Steve. Uh, prediction, but I'm going to say Nebraska forces at least two turnovers, whether that be fumble or interception. I say that because with the rain, you're going to have receivers fall during routes, and maybe that funky stuff happens that way. The ball could slip through their hands and go right into the Nebraska defender. Um, mentioning O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson, how they kind of relief getting those first sacks. Now they're going to get more comfortable, and I think they line up well with what the Georgia Southern's offensive line, who does have some around that double-digit start career starts mark, but they have a freshman starting, and it, it just feels like this is a game where I think Nebraska can pile up some some turnovers thing if things go their way and I think that's what's going to happen on Saturday
0: yeah and I'm I'm going defense for my last one um I, I wanted to center on Tommy Hill for a second because uh, against Northwestern he was uh he was one of the highest rated defensive players for for Nebraska he was right behind Quentin Newsom in those those PFF grades that I keep referencing he had a 78.0 grade which is uh labeled as starter quality he he had, uh, he didn't allow a catch on two targets. He had a pass breakup. And then last week against North Dakota, he, uh, he regressed substantially. Um, he was the lowest rated Nebraska defender at 51.0 rating. And, uh, these are again on a scale of zero to a hundred. And that was, um, that was, that's classified as uh replaceable, a replaceable player. He allowed. Let me look at the stats. Five catches on six targets, um, and he had two flagged for two penalties. And the big one was the touchdown he allowed at the end of the first half. And I think that was um, that that was one um, highlight play of what's uh, of, that went into the performance grade and just overall um, a game filled with struggles for a guy that we've see that we've heard and watched be hyped up and. Um, Sort of watch him match the hype uh, with with last week's game excluded, notwithstanding. Um, I just, uh, with all of that hype, I think the um, preseason hype and just seeing for ourselves, I'm predicting a bounce back game for Tommy Hill. And my official bold prediction is that he records his first career interception when he he and the rest of the secondary will get this, um, they'll potentially get this first uh, or this big opportunity against this potentially pass heavy, pass heavy attack from Georgia Southern. Um, I just, I I anticipate there being plenty of opportunities. And uh, I I think watching that, watching that clip back, Tommy's aggression, uh, sort of aggression in the run game, wanting and dying to hit people. Like we've seen that we've heard about it. I think that's, that's what got him caught because he got caught in the run game on a, a goal line play. He just wanted to go up there and attack the ball carrier instead of, um, being disciplined on his keys and then he uh, allowed the receiver tight end to leak in behind him for that score. I think uh, I just anticipate him ha- uh, having a bounce back game and we're we're uh, talking about his first career interception when we when we do our post game analysis. But uh, quickly, um, we're going to run through our our final score predictions here and right now it's uh, Nebraska is at minus 23 and a half as we record this at 2 2:28 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, At the Caesar Sportsbook, Nebraska is a 23 and a half point favorite after opening up at 22 points, I believe it was Um, 21, 21 points at this at the Caesar Sportsbook. 23 and a half now. Over/under is 62 and a half. So, Greg, you uh, you lead us you lead the charge here. Let's uh, let's go to our final score predictions.
1: I'm going to think I'm going to hit the under and say Nebraska won't cover for those who are so inclined. I think I'm going to go Nebraska 38, Georgia Southern 20. I think Nebraska wins it by a decent amount, uh, but a little bit closer than maybe you would would want. Steve, you thinking along the same lines?
2: Yeah, it was pretty close to what I was going. 34-21 Nebraska.
0: Yeah, Jeff, what you got? Wait, so that's thirteen point one. Wait, what's what's the tally on that? Thirty-four plus twenty, fifty-five. So we're two unders in a row. All right, Jeff, what we got?
3: Yeah, I'm continuing with the under. I don't. When you said sixty-two, I'm like, there's no way. I, I don't think they're they're hitting that number. So I like thirty-four seventeen Nebraska.
0: Jeff, you're always the one saying you're always the one saying life is too short to bet the under. Come
3: on, man. I'm, hey, if it doesn't rain, it may, it may be, but you know, I, I think the rain does play a lot of factor in this too. Well, I'm predicting Nebraska, 70, Georgia,
0: Southern 28, and we're going heavy over it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm with you guys. Uh, I got the under two. I, I have a 30, Nebraska, 31, Georgia, Southern 21. Um, even though I, I get this sense, I know I wrote about it uh, last week and you, it's hard to have confidence it's very very hard to have confidence or trust that uh nebraska can turn things around or that they'll put their foot down in this game or um or that it's going to be anything different than what we saw last week or the week before in terms of nebraska not being able to um either establish establish um their footing early and complete the game or uh just being able to put its foot down on an inferior opponent from uh, the early outset, because they didn't take control of the North Dakota game until the fourth quarter. I still, th- there's like this gut feeling that they, that they do, um, that they run away with this game, but I- I'm not confident enough. Like my head's telling me, don't, don't go with that as your official prediction of some sort of three touchdown, three touchdown wins. So I'm going with, a 31-21 game for Nebraska. Um, a win's a win, so they will not cover. It'll be another under. Um, so we're all we're all predicting the game to be not not as fun as it could be. No fun on Saturday.
1: So a uh, a final real rapid thoughts from any of you guys. It's always fun when you win. So as long as they win, they'll be having fun. There's not been a lot of that.
2: I like uh, Jeff's prediction of the of Nebraska's running game. When I was watching Georgia Southern's game against uh, Morgan State, whenever Morgan State w- went with one tight end, which is what Nebraska is primarily, I assume, going to be playing, 11 personnel, uh, Georgia State countered with five defensive backs, basically three safeties and two corners. So there's going to be uh, five defensive backs on the field a-, a lot when Nebraska's offense is on the field. Um, and that just speaks like it speaks to me that Nebraska's rushing game, Anthony Grant, AJ Allen, they could get some yards. And Georgia State's defense, they had some busts. They allowed a 100 yard rusher from Morgan State, 170 yards rushing. And there was some shaky tackling, like I mentioned earlier, from those guys. So I, I don't know. I think Jeff's on with this one. I think it could be a big day for the rushing offense
3: don't forget about the record Nebraska has under the lights at Memorial Stadium. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's a pretty dang good record uh, at night at Memorial Stadium. And, I mean, they lost last year at night to Michigan, but they brought it down to the wire against the top 10 teams. So, I, I think Nebraska still wins this. I, it's not going to be as clean as – I mean, last week wasn't clean. I think that's going to be the same thing this week. But I don't think they lose under the lights. So, don't forget about that.
0: Yeah, well, all four of us across the board predicting a Nebraska win, Um, you can check out, uh, you can check our content on nebraska.rivals.com, please subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel, we'll be back again on Saturday for some post-game analysis, some pre-game, halftime, and post-game analysis on the site and on our YouTube page as Nebraska looks for a second straight win and, again, the first win streak since September of last year, so For Greg Smith, Steve Marek, Jeff Ekstrom, I'm Zach Carpenter, and uh, thank you for joining us on another edition of Bull Predictions.